0: Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today it's just me, it's just Tanya Ryan, and I'm here with a very special guest that I'm very excited about. Um, my guest is Christine Wishkey. Hi, Christine. Hello. Christine is this magical person in my life that has done all sorts of things and that I admire to, to no end. So I'm going to try to kind of like give Christine's little resume. Um, And this is why she won't hire me to actually make a resume, I'm sure. So let's just see. So Christine has written more than one book, right? Because I feel like there is definitely one for sure, but I think there's two.
1: One book. One book out and one book being written.
0: Ah, okay. To, I'm very excited. I need to get that first book from you too, and I keep. I'm like it. book pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> what is the gestation period of a book?
1: Oh God, gestation periods of books, man! Like that's like a five year sometimes. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long haul. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so funny. I met Christine when um, the first time I met Christine was actually I took a pelvic floor. Uh, workshop so you were doing a like something that was pelvic floor related which at the time why did I go because I was so out of my brand at the time like I was like Captain Baptiste Power Flow Vinyasa teacher Mm -hmm. and um, Christine is definitely not that type of yoga teacher and I knew that. I'm just trying to remember why I thought that, that. I, maybe I was having some pelvic floor issues and I felt like I needed to go for myself, but I remember going and being weirdly receptive to your style of yoga because it, it is so different and just just knowing my headspace at the time because I was a very like fiery workout based yoga teacher. I am impressed that I was that open to everything you had to say. And I I think something else that really struck a chord with me that weekend was you had, uh, what's Tracy's last name? Um, Tracy Sutton. Thank you. Uh, you Tracy Sutton there for a trauma-informed aspect of the training. Yeah, yeah. And that was, like, mind-shattering to me. So so between, like, your interesting, like, you know, subtle body movements, which I didn't get because I physically go – like, I can go back into some of those memories and be like, I just did the yoga the way I did it. When you were like, hey, try – this being a little bit more subtle or doing this a little bit more gently. I was like, this is gentle. And I like, yeah. into these bows that now I would go, mm, no, not, not exactly what she meant. <laughs> um, but Hey, you know, eventually I have sort of caught on. So I did that pelvic um, workshop with you. And I think someone in there talked about your massage therapy, which I had, no idea that you did massage therapy and she just talked about how incredible it was and she kind of went on and she gave you this sort of review and the way she talked about your massage therapy made me curious because it again sounded like it wasn't what I was used to for massage therapy it sounded like something different so then I went and experienced your massage therapy and I was like this is the weirdest coolest experience I have ever had because the way that I experienced you was um like any massage that I'd ever had was like a deep tissue massage and yours was not that, but I also could feel how effective it was. Like how I was like also walked out of that place, like hi is a kite. Like, what is that when you get like a
1: post massage high?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, should I be driving? Good thing I live in this town.
1: Well, there, there's cannabinoid receptors in the fascia. So we'll, we'll circle back around to why we get high.
0: <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Okay. So then I had these massages with you. Then you started teaching me about Hakomi, which I'm going to let you elaborate on Hakomi because yes. Hakomi will just summarize at this moment word medicine. Hopefully, we'll come back around to that. And I thought that was so cool. And then um just through building kind of these conversations with you and like learning about this different way to approach the body that I'd never considered before I ended up in a yoga teacher training with you which was all sorts of like mind blowing bending moments of like just the coolest things because um you were the first teacher uh that I had ever worked with that you gave me, it was like such a, like if it was a meal, it would be such a rich meal because I felt like I had so much to consume. Like as far as, like you gave me these like very tangible very physical very scientific aspects to this practice but also i was fulfilled by the spiritual increase and mm-hmm. these kind of like unknown unconfirmed possibilities for the body and just the discussion or being able to talk about what is and what could be was so liberating and it just made for such a full experience for me so i really really enjoyed that so there's my, like, really weird, wow. long-winded introduction of Christine Wishke. <laughs> Thank you. And so oh <laughs> now the question is, where should we start? Because, hmm. we have, like, if you want, I can ask you about one of the things that blew my mind in the training the most let's let's start there and then okay.
1: we can start there yeah
0: take it wherever you want to yeah but um christine talks about fascia a lot that's kind of like the basis of. i don't want to say it's the basis of the training but it kind of is and we talk about a thing called tensegrity and then What I want this to get to really badly, selfishly, is I want this to get to how I understood this to be um, a physical thing, like a physical tensegrity of like tangible, physical tensegrity. Right. But how that also seems to represent things that are non-tangible in tensegrity, like relationships, spirituality, connection, that kind of thing. Okay, so maybe you need to tell me and everyone what tensegrity is.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, yeah. And I love that it we can start on the physical level of the maybe more physical principles, but then I, I think it's a model that mirrors principles that are on all those other levels, like relationships and emotions and mental health and our relationship with our spiritual self and all of that stuff. But on the physical Level, it has to do with the balance of tensions in the body and the element of tension and compression and how they and how they configure and come together. So it's really the tensegrity concept is the idea of polarity or duality or opposites or opposing forces and how they organize themselves and how they can be worked with in ways that allow for a stronger output or a emergent property of something better than. So the reason why I love it so much is because often in, when we think about duality or when we think about conflict, we think about it as like one thing must win here. If there's a conflict between opposing forces, we have to figure out which is the right one and which is the best one. And then I'll I'll, you know, migrate over here to that, good one, and I'll find a way to get rid of this one that opposes it because it's the bad one. And that 10 idea is about they're both, when they're configured in a particular way, and this concept it's like a geometric configuration, but when they're configured in a particular architecture, there's an emergent property of something that's better than each one could be individually. The combination of the two becomes stronger so it makes sense that it would be a principle in the human body because human body is just so amazing but in the human body we look at tension and compression as those opposing forces and how they're balanced is how we get motion and how we get uh, force distribution and how we can experience optimal flexibility strength endurance and all those kinds of things um, I also feel like maybe I should tell you my my pain story because it's very similar to <laughs> to your story because it's part of how I stumbled into fascia and tensiagerty and how it actually helped me to overcome the chronic pain situation I was dealing with because I was trying to get rid of tension in the you know and so this is part of why it was such a
0: yes helpful. yeah I want to know that I'm gonna. Paused, because i want to give just a one-dimensional uh definition for tensegrity just for someone that this might be a concept for that's a
1: very good idea yeah one-dimensional <laughs> definition and then i <laughs> want to get into your your
0: swimming and we'll sp- go all the
1: way up to like five dimension okay, I'm just kidding.
0: i know it, it does go really far and so yeah if if uh the you know i feel like yeah offering someone if you're this new to the concept of tensegrity probably you're sitting there going what so think about it. Just just for the the most simple way, the most flat and um, black and white way to describe what Christine's kind of um, getting at is, um, it's a yin and a yang. So there's basically exactly. you. If you have, if you're a person and like you've and you've done any restaurant research into like qi then you'll want your energies balanced you need feminine energy and masculine energy if you're masculine energy dominant you're going to notice imbalances in your life and i'm again speaking from kind of like a chinese medicine sort of way and then counter that if you have too much feminine energy then someone's going to try to put more um, yan chi stimulant into your body by food or movement or whatever Um, so tensegrity is just the idea that we need dueling properties to be mm. in balance like to yeah. be healthy to be good is that okay that I that's a good that okay? way to say
1: it for sure it's like it's it's the idea that you that it that it's a both and model you need both it's yeah. not a this or that it's a and this there's and not a that better
0: yeah or worse or a winner or <laughs> yeah. a loser and we love in this life to have something better worse losing winning mm-hmm.
1: and, and that's you. like when you said that then one overpowers the other that's where we get into the uh, the imbalances. So if I'm looking at a this or that model, then I, I might have my personal preferences of femininity, but then that can overpower the the thing. Right. And then it's gonna be out of balance. Totally. So the I masculine think, uh, will kinda just collapse.
0: I could go on a tangent with this, but I feel like that's okay. why we end up with pain in bodies is actually because the energetic influence of that imbalance is there too but okay Okay. let's let's focus on and this is great because actually my first question is how did you come across the concept of tensei so So, please christine tell us your story
1: okay and and then we'll circle back around to that energy thing (laughs) um, <laughs> yes, and then
0: let's we have like we should be making notes on what we're circling back I, know, to. Well,
1: I got like creating it it's gonna be like a flower of life
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all over the place
1: Voluntarily. <laughs> or a Venn diagram um, so my chronic pain story is so interesting that you talked about that um, maybe personality that you started with with that sort of push energy which was um, my background as a I was very much into athletics so as a I was a competitive swimmer and I was like, determined to get to the Olympics. I really had this push through energy. I I had a very kind of um, fiery determination in how I was gonna get there. And I didn't realize how much I was overriding messages from my body in a way that maybe would have consequences, I thought of that as a good thing at the time. I thought, the body is screaming at me, I squash that sucker down and you just go, and you know? And I sort of, in that athletic world, considered that to be the way you do it and, and a good thing to do. Um, so I kind of, looking back now, can see how I treated my body in this kind of oppression the body was just a vehicle for my mind to get to where I wanted to go it was very non-relational it was very one-sided very mind goal movement and body is just like you sit down shut up and I'll you know do what I say So, you know, only a matter of time before the body eventually protested, (laughs) wanted out of its cage. And um, I started developing chronic pain. I actually started with headaches, chronic headaches, which I ended up overcoming and thought, okay, that's the end of that. But then I ended up getting a kind of almost like fibromyalgia type of pain sort of throughout. And it would just be this roaming pain. It would often be in my pelvis. And it built up, built up, built up. And I, in the beginning of this, I continued that approach of overriding the body and sort of just treating the body in that way of, you know, Shh, we're doing this. <laughs> and there came a point where I couldn't ignore the screams and loud voices coming from the body, and I had a realization that, that, you know, that I was going to need to pay attention to what the body was was trying to tell me, and that kind of be, began the journey of healing the relationship between my mind and body, and so now when I'm teaching yoga, I often say, you know, like, welcome to couples counseling. This is, you know, this is a couples counseling session between you and your, your, your body, like, that's, <laughs> often it's the body that has that, like, shh, <laughs> it's the one sitting in the corner that you know we finally start to listen to and offer it some space and offer it its uh, wisdom to us so through my own process i i learned so much about bodies through listening to my body and that was the start of my journey it eventually in in all my google searching you know how you like google your symptoms and yeah. then And then you think you're dying. And, (laughs) but whenever I would Google my specific symptoms, I would often come to John Barnes. Like I'd often land on the John Barnes website and I'd be like, what, like, what is this John Barnes thing all about? And finally, I attended a seminar, which took actually years from when I first landed on his website to when I actually got myself to one of his seminars, took quite a bit of time. And there's a synchronicity story in that, which we can go into at some point. But when I took that first seminar and he began talking about the fascia and the fascia as the the most important system in the human body, and here's why. And he gave his explanation as to why this system is so important. And it, it it was just like moment by moment by moment by moment validation of all these intuitive hits I'd been getting for years and years and years and years of the i I always believed there's something missing in medicine like where's this missing link between what i'm perceiving as energy and how energy moves and is processed through the body and the physical you know and the real and so he was presenting fascia as that missing link so it was such a validation for me on so many levels but what i experienced was in that three-day workshop learning all these techniques and being worked on and and trying them out is that by the third day i didn't have pain and it was the first time i was pain free in many years and it was just such a wild experience to just not have pain i was like oh i don't have what and the work is so subtle and so this was like a this was like my (laughs) mind explosion that the the, the first principle that he teaches is that you, you lean into the person's body until you feel the beginnings of a resistance, until you feel a sense of either that body's moving away from you, or they're tensing, or they're bracing, or they're guarding, and you stop and you back off. So you're essentially non-verbally saying to that body, hey, I'm not going to force you. It's all, it's all good. We're good here. We're, we just want to hear you out and my body just loved that it was like finally i like finally i get to <laughs> i get to be heard or i get to be seen or i get to be in this safe space and so the evidence the initial evidence for me was just in that i didn't have pain but that began my whole journey of the fascia and one of the things you learn about as you study fascia is tensegrity and the um the way that forces and loads are distributed through the body has to do with the tensional network, which is the fascial system. It's this tensional network that's unbroken through the body, like toes to head. It's one uninterrupted system of, of tension that if you imagine like a fishnet stocking or something, but imagine the fishnet stocking multidimensionally, not just two dimensionally. So you have this, fishnet stocking that when it's even you can imagine how things would be fluid and flowy and and mobile and if you imagine that same fishnet stocking that, that has a big pull on one side it's like how everything would sort of pull into that one direction and then you'd have things being lopsided so the 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 tension is one element of it and the compression is the other. So it's balancing those two of the the amount of tension and the amount of compression balance together. Um, I don't know how deep into it you want me to go, but that's a start.
0: (laughs) No, I (laughs) I think I think that's really good. And I think like yeah, let's leave it at like that level only Mm -hmm. because uh, I feel like people can seek you out because this could honestly well you've made this into trainings and you've made this into like big thing yeah. we only get like half an hour here so <laughs> we <laughs> probably that's like that's a half an hour friendly version um perfect, perfect but uh do you have um any trainings going on or is there anything that we can
1: like learn more
0: from you about this
1: totally totally yeah so i do have like a workshop coming up on november 27th i don't know when your episode will come out it's at yoga mcc Ooh, uh, good yoga questions. For chronic
0: i will try and get this i will See if I can schedule this before then. Yeah. And then I have another
1: one in January, which is the, which it's it's a 50 hour training for already yoga teachers. So people who are already yoga teachers, you're listening, you're like, I want to know, I want to know more about pain. I want to know more about fascia. I want to know more tensegrity and how to work all those things together to A, have less pain in my body and B, help my yoga students who have pain, have less pain. So it's called pain-informed yoga. It's a 50-hour training, and it goes into how to use all these elements to create a yoga sequence or to weave them into your practice so that you can you – can I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go big and say overcome uh, your pain. <laughs> I also have a YouTube channel I'm just starting. It's called Chronic Pain Recovery. So you can join me there too for little 20-minute ideas.
0: Cool. Thank you so much, Christine. So we're going to have to do this again because I want to yeah. also ask you about Hakomi. Okay. Unless this you can, yeah. unless you have like a very, like maybe we ta- give a very brief idea of what Hakomi is and then we have you back again next time. And next time I ask you about how you got into Hakomi, can we do that? And then this is Absolutely. like a preview for the next episode. <laughs>
1: Okay, this is the trailer, Coming Attractions. Yeah, Um, (laughs) It's perfect, though, because it's like the next step in my story is when I started learning about the nervous system and trauma. And I I was sort of still working through my chronic pain journey. I was doing massage, starting out with a little bit of fascia, but I was mostly doing massage and Reiki massage and energy work. And um, as I would do Reiki, people would have these emotional releases and I kept seeing like trauma and I'm like, I don't even know anything about trauma, but I feel like if this keeps happening, I should probably get qualified to work with trauma a little bit. So I found Hakomi that way, just in my search to find ways, just to find some skills so that I could be a little more trauma informed in my massage practice. And um, one of the things I realized, and I'm still on this chronic pain journey, is how much I would override my nervous system and how much I would override cues for my body. And that was where I started to actually see that, that relational aspect that I talked about in the beginning of that push energy, which is also a tense That that push energy that I would be going to override my body in order to get to this destination it's like a three-legged race where it's like you know you're dragging one partner along the other partner's just going at a sprint and the other one's like Ugh. and that's how i came to realize in my relational that that's what my relationship was like with my body and it wasn't very collaborative it wasn't very relational and that the hakomi is about learning hakomi is about relationality it's about becoming relational in healthy ways with everything that's coming up for you the um the word hakomi translates to means um who am i and where do i stand among the many realms so that's the that's sort of like the definition of the word hakomi what it is is a it's a form of psychotherapy. It's a form of somatic trauma therapy that uses like Buddhist principles and and really just universal life principles woven in so that it's a spiritual practice. And we often call it assisted self-inquiry or assisted self-discovery or assisted self-healing. And with this idea that the, you as the therapist is holding space for the client to figure it out but you're holding you're holding a safe container you're holding an environment that's going to be conducive for the client to get relational with themselves in a way that's really healthy in a way that actually gives them this outcome of in in my case that three-legged weight race model I was describing becomes in sync so it's collaborative now where the the mind has this destination, or here's this goal, I want to get there, and the body has maybe a slightly different pace, and we encourage the body to speed up slightly, we encourage the mind to slow down slightly, and we get them synchronized, and we get them relational again, to have this collaborative relationship, so that's Hakomi in a nutshell, it's like relationality on all levels, and it's all about trauma as well, resolving trauma.
0: I am so interested in Hakomi. That's a, that's, that's, I'm just so glad that I'm going to not die till I'm 108 because I get to explore all these different
1: things. Oh, come on. 800. Just kidding. Um,
0: (laughs) I want to just make sure people know how to find you. So do you want to share websites or Facebooks or Instagrams or just anything that you prefer to communicate people with people through?
1: Oh, um, probably Facebook is the biggest one I use. I'm trying to get better at using Instagram, but I always forget about it. Uh, so I'll go with Facebook. I have a page which Facebook hides my page, so I hardly ever post on it. I've got like like 23,000 followers, but like I get like eight likes, you know. So I very rare. Oh,
0: Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, Facebook. So I would say just go to my profile and add me as a friend, and then if I don't respond send me a message and tell me that you heard me on Tanya's thing. And then I'll, I'll make sure to add you there. So you can follow my page if you, you know, want to never get any updates or you could <laughs> join my profile, I have a bunch of Facebook groups too. There's an online meditation one where I do live streams. And then I have a chronic pain recovery YouTube channel and a Patreon. Perfect.
0: Thanks for being here, Christine. I Thanks so appreciate for having me. It. Um and I, I would like to have you back again and we'll kind of dig into Hakomi because that would be mm-hmm. fun. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We so appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would love for you to leave us a positive review. It just helps people find us. We welcome emails, input, and even if you have some ideas that you want to see um, created here on the show, we would love to integrate those. Spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. Peace in, peace out.